Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, where you'll get actionable ideas to survive the pandemic and economic downturn and take your career to the next level when it's over. Here's our co-hosts, Fleur Hull and Kim Korolevich. Hi, Kim. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well. How are you, Fleur? Good. It's been another good week and uh, it's great to catch up with you today and focus on an area of your expertise and experience around self-employment and thinking about whether business is a right pathway for uh, for our listeners to consider during the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good topic. Very good. Yeah. So really, we're just uh, going to help our listeners to go through the process of deciding if running their own business is, is the right way for them to go. Um, we'll also do an episode, I think, about assessing business ideas and, and market testing them. Yeah, but this is not so much about that. It's more about a personal assessment and thinking process to decide whether you're the right fit for yep. a business uh, setup situation. Perfect. Can we start by, um, I'd love to hear your perspective on why it's important to consider self-employment at a time like this? Ah, well, look, in lieu of not having all the golden work opportunities um, at your kind of fingertips, like whether you had them or not before, but, you know, obviously it's the kind of employment market we're in, um, but it also is something that, you know, if you are out of work, it's a great time to actually do this sort of assessment of, um, of you know, of, of becoming self-employed. Um, so, I, and it also is, it starts to bolster your confidence as well, you know, like as I know for me, you know, I lost my job and, um, you know, you start to go, oh, am I going to get another job again? But certainly going down this track of assessing whether you're right for a business um, actually starts to help you to identify some of your really positive core skills, highly transferable skills that maybe you hadn't thought of. So it's a really nice way also to sort of do a bit of self-reflection and, um, you know, like really focus in on some of these really awesome positives that we all have that sometimes as women that we don't actually give ourselves credit for. So a very good time to do this. Excellent, yeah. I've been doing some reading and it's surprising how many great businesses have been born out of times of recession or as a result of a, a, a personal crisis in the founders' uh, lives. So there's, I think because everyone is resetting their, excuse me, I'm just going to cough, <coughs> resetting their perspective and their take, I guess, on the world around us. Uh, it not only not only from the perspective of people who might go into business reassessing, I think the openness of the community to take in new ideas means that some business ideas that might not have been possible in the past are now more possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Agree. Um, things that may have been like a fleeting thought in the past now have probably a little bit more gravitas. Um, 
the things that people need, whether it's product or service, during this time at the moment with COVID are remarkably different to probably what they were six months ago. So, you know, out of these periods, as you said, does come, you know, these opportunities. Um, I don't know where I read it once, but there was something about, you know, as an artist or something, but um, limitation is the best form of creativity. You know, you actually have to really think about the resources you have and and really open your eyes a lot um, wider than maybe you did in the past. And look, self-employment at this point, A, it may bring some money in and, and yeah, it's going to set you on a whole other path that maybe you wouldn't have considered before. So perfect timing, very good time. Yeah, and the other thing that just occurred to me listening to you is that it's it's not the be-all and end-all to start a business now and then if, if you do get offered a job as the economy recovers, you've suddenly wasted all your time. Apart from the skills that you're developing by building the business, you can scale it back to a side hustle when you do go back to work and keep a little bit of extra income coming in. That's right. And I have done small businesses in the past, you know, whether it's consulting or whatever it was, and that's actually led to a job, you know, where people have gone, oh, I I know you from doing this. Would you like to come and work for us at X, Y, and Z? And, and, you know, I actually have parked the business because I was interested in, you know, gainful employment at that point in my life. So, you know, in, in, a, in another organisation. So absolutely, there's no right or wrong. I mean, having, a, having your ABN and your business name tucked away, we're all ready to go on an invoice anytime you need to pump that out is <laughs> yeah. something you always have in your back pocket, I reckon. So, yeah, yeah, always a good one to have for sure. Great. So I guess uh, one of the questions that's on my mind in this space, given your experience, particularly working with university students and around them coming up with business ideas and wanting to be mentored and, and assisted to bring ideas to market, what sort of a process did you take the students through or, or anyone that you've inv- advised in this space in the past with respect to the questions they had to, you know, address within them, their own selves? Were there tools that you used? Uh, what was that first step that you took to, to yeah. was it just people putting their hand up and saying, I've got a business idea? Or was there a, a process of saying, well, that's great, but let's look at you and and how this might fit into who you are and, and what you want your life to be? Yeah, well, look, when I was doing it at the university, we we were, like, very focused on developing that entrepreneurial mindset, which, you know, and to test that is a good way to start business is testing your entrepreneurship skills, right? So we did it. And, you know, people do it different ways, but then we sort of did it in this sort of design-led thinking, taking you to a business canvas. So in terms of that, some of the things that are um, important are, um, you know, you're looking at idea spaces. So even though some students may have thought, I want to be an entrepreneur, and some had very serious, tangible ideas, we still pulled them back into these wider, I guess, opportunity spaces. Um, and look, product or service, I guess it can differ, 
But one of the things that we always said to people was, you know, don't don't get too, you know, attached to that one idea just yet, okay? I know you think it's great and you've probably thought a lot about it, but you have to sell it, right? So the thing that you need to do is kind of maybe open up that space of that area that you're thinking of um, a little bit further and you actually have to go and talk to people. So I found that... And I, it's not that we looked, I looked at students and went, oh, introvert, extrovert, or, you know, whatever. It was more kind of learner, fixed mindset sort of stuff. So, yes. yeah, so it was kind of like, I know you want to start that app to, you know, get free drinks every night. I don't know what it was, but um, <laughs> let's open that up to like, you know, that's about maybe students' social lives. So let's go out and talk to 50 people in the street or whoever you might know and start talking to them about this kind of like student social activities and see what they're actually talking about. You know, they might be more interested in playing Frisbee than getting free drinks. We don't know, right? We need to find this out. So don't get too attached to that idea to start with. Like it, love it, but be willing to be flexible with it. Now, what we found there in this course was that we probably had half the students drop out. The minute it was like you need to do some face-to-face engagement with your customers or whatever that may have been at that point in time, there was kind of a, oh, I just don't really want to do that, you know. So, yeah, I did find that that was sort of, you know, some people, again, that may be more introverted kind of pushed themselves to learn a little bit more. So, again, it wasn't who the shy ones were, who were the extroverts, whatever. It was this point of you need to test these ideas, Go and talk to your potential customers. They're not your customers yet. You don't even know what you're selling them. You're hoping they're going to tell you. (laughs) So that was a really very early on, very early on, that seemed to be something that um, in terms of characteristics of someone that wanted to pursue entrepreneurship or business ideas was this part of I will engage with people versus I won't engage with people. We want, yes, we will engage with people. That's a big plus. So, um, Fleur, that was one of the things very early on that we noticed very much. That's so. an incredible, incredible story. Yeah. You're it's just, a good one. You're just, I'm just, I'm just reiterating that. that. Have you got two devices on there? Me? No. 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 I, could hear, I can hear my voice when I talk. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah. uh, let me just make sure I don't. You're on that one there. No, I've got your, this is the only thing I've got. My phone's kind of here, but it's off. I'll put it on the ground. Testing, 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 testing. Okay. Hello, hello. You're fine. It's me hearing myself back. Oh, okay. Better now. A bit better now. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'll edit it out. I'm, I'm going to try and do as little talking as possible anyway. Um, mm-hmm. What a great assessment test early on. Yeah, very good. Potential entrepreneurs. Yeah. A clever way to do it um, because, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that the person with an amazing app idea that wants to just sit in front of a computer and develop that app hasn't got something to offer. Clearly, if they're not prepared to talk to customers or potential customers, 
then they're going to have to partner with someone who is and and yeah. find a way forward in that regard because exactly. it's so critical, isn't it, that market research? Yeah, and look, even though the students at the time, and, I mean, this program was developed with, you know, someone external who are, you know, high, you know, high, high, high and high, hold in high regard, sorry. It's been yes. a long morning. Um, and he developed it. He's like a kick-ass person in this space as well. Um, so, you know, it was it's a lot of his thinking and theory and stuff. He's rolled out to corporates and stuff as well. But we did get the students into teams and at the time. But because it was so early on, I think some of the students were a little bit like, well, hell, I'm going out and doing all the bloody talking. What's, what are they doing at this point? So it really was very early on. Where you, if you're in a team, you had to, like, be part of that team. You couldn't be, well, later on down the track, I'll be the person that does X, Y, and Z. So it did actually create a really strong team that stayed together. And um, the other thing was, like, you know, further down the line, you're still going to have to do customer service and all sorts of engagement, interaction with customers anyway. Um, so, And whether that's an email, a newsletter or whatever, that skills in communicating and empathising, having empathy and understanding what works with certain people, what doesn't, is so important. So, um, yeah, it's not a, you know, that sort of one-size-fits-all. I mean, I, I know I've had newsletters from different organisations where you can tell they've sort of clustered the personas, you know, of who their customers are and they get slightly different newsletters sent to you. So yes. very smart brand, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it can be quite detailed but it also is quite, it's a lot of fun. You know, I think if you take on that learner mindset, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't know and I'm the first person to I don't know. I don't like saying I don't know, to be honest. It's not in my DNA to be that person that doesn't know something, but I've learned to say I don't know and to say tell me because then I learn and then I get better. So that's a big plus that I think we were encouraging to in the students there or if anyone, anyone you're kind of working with in business, whoever it may be, whether it's business collaborating on whatever projects you're doing. I, I know on a side note with me and horse riding, I always feel like I should be further along in my skills and I find that hard when I don't get it right and I get criticism, you know what I mean? But I have to open myself up and go, if you just shut up and listen and learn, you're going to get better. You're not going to feel like shit about yourself. So anyway, that's a side note. But anyway, yeah. No, stories are good to, to mm -hmm. anchor the, the point mm -hmm. that we're making. Yeah, yeah, outside of just business, yeah, it also works, yeah. Thinking about some of the, the questions that that you can ask yourself, uh, I guess from more of the logistics side of uh, things or the, the realities of business. So moving on from, I guess, the idea generation and and the types of exercises that you just talked about, are there things like, uh, you know, people's uh, willingness to work long hours or those sorts of questions? What, what has been your thinking around the sorts of questions that prospective entrepreneurs can ask themselves to, to really think about the realities of running their own show and not having a paycheck land in their bank account every fortnight? Yeah, look, I um, definitely with whatever your business is and who your customer is, 
whatever that may be. And it's like, well, how do they live their lives? And you may find that you're very similar to your customer, but that means you kind of have to be on the opposite side. So I'm, I'm thinking just generally, like, let's say a corner shop, and this has happened a million times to me. People go and buy like a corner shop, whatever. It's great. When do you want to, your customer, when do they want to use a corner shop? After hours and on weekends and public holidays. And what you find is people think, oh, this is a great little business running a corner shop. Well, they're the same. They want their night times, weekends and public holidays off. So the shop's never open. You know, like it's not open when the customer needs it. So I think you have to think like that too. It's like, who is my customer? When are they likely to be buying or active? Am I willing to give up my weekends? Am I willing to work 20 days straight? Am I willing to travel to like an expo? Or am I, you know, like there is time and effort that goes into running your own business. And I mean, to be honest, when you run your own business, it is kind of a luxury to get a paid employed gig after a while. Oh my God, I just turn up and go. This is fantastic. Um, You have to be also quite self-motivated. And that's just not self-motivated in terms of, oh, can I be bothered fixing up the website and all the rest of it? But it also comes down to doing your tax. Like there comes this stuff that you actually really need to do. So self-motivation is a a really big point. Um, And I think there's also some people have a real desire to make their own decisions. I think there was a turning point for me and there continues to be a turning point for me where, you know, you're in a job and, you know, you know what the objectives of that organisation is, the mission, the culture, you report to someone but you just feel like the decision-making on something you're doing is just like, you know, you just think if I made, if I could make that decision, I would have done it another way and it would be brilliant, right? But you, you just don't have that authority to do that. And, and then you get to that point where you've put in so much time and effort at a job where the decisions you don't agree with and it's like, I know this project intimately, let me make this decision and you can't. And I think that for me has been those times where I've gone, damn it, I just need to have a crack at running my own show and being the decision maker. So not everybody wants to be a decision maker. So I think that's a big thing too. Um, Strangely enough to me, it seems really strange that you wouldn't want to be, but some people don't. Like some people have lives that a job's a job, you know. Is a job just a job to you or is a job a career? Like or is, you know, what is it that you're actually doing in your day to earn money and why are you doing those things? So, again, I know a lot of people that have, you know, kids and they've just got the job to kind of bring a bit of extra money in to help the family to, you know, whatever. Like they're not, their priorities are somewhere else, which is fantastic. Like I think it's wonderful. So you've got to think where is my priority for myself? You know, do I want to be that super achiever or am I, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that? Um, those kind of characteristics are something that you have to think about. Um, this. Uh, Look, even if you just sort of did a a pros and cons list, but the big thing about this is, I think, in all honesty, is until you have a crack at it, sometimes you just don't know. (laughs) I've I've worked on projects with friends developing apps and we just went, right, we'll do it, we'll do the wireframes, we'll test it, we'll get it built, bang, we'll test it. And it was like 
all these issues and problems that we never even considered came up. And yet at the same time, all these amazing wins and fabulous outcomes that we wouldn't have even been able to consider also happen. So sometimes it's just like that inkling desire. Yeah, I think I'd like to run a business. Well, I don't know, start on eBay or just have a crack at it. Because sometimes if what you don't know, you don't know. I think it's a really hard one. But I think being someone that likes to make decisions and people that, you know, some people kind of naturally see opportunities, you know, Um, in our little town where I live, you know, for a long time I've realised there's some services that don't exist but I'm kind of used to them not being here. I go somewhere else and sometimes I'm living in another city. Whereas someone else that's just moved here recently went, oh, there's a total gap in the market. Oh, there's a total business opportunity sitting right there. So they were like this entrepreneurial snap to it straight away kind of thinking. Um, so, yeah, total business mindset. Whereas other people, oh, well, you know, like it's a, there's been, you know, I don't know how many academic articles written on this entrepreneurial mindset, which is kind of like about starting businesses. So, um, yeah, I think making your own decisions sometimes comes down to what it is. Although I've met someone also recently who, again, during COVID, they're finding old beautiful bits of fabric and making masks or they're making candles and they're just having a crack, you know, like which I think is really cool as well. So, again, there must be something in these people, though, that actually instills a sense of self-empowerment that they want to uh, be in control or be in charge of their destiny a little bit more rather than waiting. It's a tough one, Fleur. I don't know. I don't mm. know if that's anything else. No, you want it's, me to- it's a really good uh, good summary, I think, of, of yeah. the process. I guess the other way to look at it, um, there's the desire to feel in control of, of your work life and the decisions that get made. But I think also what drives many people to start a, a, a business, uh, and I guess that mask opportunity is is making masks out of fabric, is an example. It's it's a desire to serve a community in some way, to to meet the needs of of people, and to derive an income from that um, in yeah. a very direct way, which I yeah. think is is motivating for uh, for a lot of people, particularly during COVID. I feel like people are more aware of other people's needs and deficits and, and problems that they're suffering from and, uh, and conscious that they might be able to offer a solution and, and turn it into something that's a business. Mm. Just moving to the show notes, which will be included on the website, there's a list of questions there, Kim, uh, that I'd love for you to help flesh out, I guess, in terms of how how well they can help an individual define their readiness for the different types of challenges and opportunities that business provides. So, you know, how important is it for someone to have had relevant experience in the industry that they're considering entering? Um, I think it's important personally um, or someone in your team you know, um, otherwise you don't sort of have that authenticity to the consumer or the customer. 
Um, and also, you know, every industry has its little nuanced differences and ways of doing things and words to use, words not to use. So I definitely think you or someone on your team needs to bring in some of that industry-specific experience because um, you can look pretty shallow and, you know, um, like a bit of a what's the word I'm looking for, you know, like a faker. That's not the word, mm. flute. Like a, Not you come lately. Yeah, something like that. Like, you know, you just sort of leapt in and there's no authenticity. You just think, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, you see it all the time, you know. Mm. But um, I think that, yeah, that, that gravitas and authenticity for an industry um, that you're going to play in is is really important. Only because you've got inside knowledge of something. Yes, you, it, it's it's depth. It's not shallow. It's deep. You know, like you can really tap into issues and problems way better. I mean, it's kind of like me wanting to jump into, I don't know, engineering if I thought I had a great idea. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I do believe it's important. I really do. Some You or someone on your team, A, to get the job done, to have that depth of understanding and also to have some authenticity with your consumer. Absolutely. Yes. Coming back to, I guess, the... the uh, the mindset that helps a, a business person get through things. What can you talk a little bit about how much resilience uh, and discipline prospective entrepreneurs need to have to get through the the tough times? Uh, in a, in a I guess an emotional sense and and even in a financial sense, there's there's got to be some some money to to get through the early stages of a business. Uh, not every every business makes a profit from week one. No, no. Um, yeah, I think, um, again, look, having either if your business is a team or otherwise if you have a mentor or trusted friends or whoever they may be, colleagues, right, you need that. I, I've had that in like this team that we have where we're trying to develop different apps, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there were, there's been up to five of us in the team and people have dropped out because they, you know, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And, and we're all kind of, the rest of us are like, well, it's not what we thought it was going to be either, but that's the journey. And then there's other times where you've just butted heads, butted heads with someone and like, you know, gone at it really had arguments right and they really upsetting but what you always find is you know you'll find that another member of the team will give you a quick call or send you a text or I've done that in the past too to go look you know it's a bit stressful you know everyone's really passionate that's why we're having these you know these issues so um or otherwise just that you know that mentor that trusted person that you could, they can just turn around with that experience to go, you know, that's normal. This is normal behaviour. If you're all getting along, you'd be wondering, you know, what's going what's going wrong? Like, you know, um, where's the passion and the fire that kept this going? So I think emotionally, yeah, you definitely need outside people. I think being part of different groups, whether they're Facebook groups, online groups, you know, network groups that you go and attend events, 
share the stories. You will hear your story, believe me. <laughs> so <laughs> the things that you've felt. Uh, money, again, I guess that also can come down to, you know, oh, you know, business structure is a big thing, right? Like who's got who's got the major share and who's got yeah, whose commitment's what and who's got like the sweat equity versus the, you know, <laughs> the dollar equity and um but yeah, that can be that can be tricky because some, you know, again, like in, if you're in a team, you know, and you've got an opportunity to move forward or do something, you might have two people going, yeah, let's do it, and one person going, I can't afford it, right? So you've got to find ways between you to go. We all want to get this outcome, but you know, you have to find a way to get around and to work through these things. Um, and however you, however you might do that. But definitely either in a team it can be difficult, but, again, by yourself. I mean, you know, cash flow is king, right? Like you just need to be able to manage cash flow. So that's getting down to specific skills, right? Yes, but yes. Money through the door, chasing money because not everyone pays their bills on time. Yeah, and as I said to someone, like you may be able to buy 5,000 widgets for $5,000 today, but you're not going to have that $5,000 for, you know, three weeks. So, boom, you've lost an opportunity right there because the cash flow either wasn't managed or it just doesn't work out that way sometimes. Sometimes you just can't do it. Like that's it. Sometimes, I mean, best things in the world, you just can't do them sometimes. So living out of them. Can't, they just the... the, the the profit model is is yeah yeah or sometimes if there is a great opportunity you know let's buy all this stock right now this place is closing down we'll get it and it's like but you just don't have the money right so it's like so you can't do it but another opportunity will come up but so don't let that become a oh it's all gone to hell you know <laughs> like it's all shit you know it's mm. it's not it's that's it's like life you know there's going to be ups and downs that's normal so again i think you know, sharing sharing that love and having people to share the love with and hear those. Don't be a silo. You don't don't play this as a solo game. There's no there's no. I don't think there's any benefit in that. Never has been for me. Um, and anyone that I do know that's kind of squirrelled away in secret squirrel mode trying to create a business um, has either sent themselves crazy or had a product that no one wanted or you know sent themselves broke. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, open communication, um, get your, your, you know, your allies and your mentors and, yeah, that it's a really, really big thing. I mean, yeah, literally I've had screaming, slamming the phone down kind of conversations with people before. So you got to get over it and move on. It's not easy. <laughs> but it's normal, right? That's normal. Yes. yes. It's not normal. Um, and business is tough. It is. At the end of the day, business, you're asking people to give you money, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. I've got something I think you want, give me your money. So, you know, when you break it down like that, it's not easy. No. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what a great list of things to assess and, and great stories to back up the sorts of uh, processes that people go through and can go through to assess whether they're ready and uh, the right sort of person to start a business. So it's been great chatting again today, Kim, and we'll have another one of these business assessment episodes sometime soon where we talk more about the tools to assess 
the readiness, I guess, of your business idea and, and whether there's a market for it. So thanks yeah. so much for uh, allowing me to interview you today yeah. and get some of that amazing knowledge from all of your years of experience. So we'll wind it up there and, and speak again soon. Okay, thanks, Fleur. It was lovely chatting. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Career After COVID podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and check out more tips and ideas at careeraftercovid.com.